Act Three of Brewster's Millions by Winchell Smith and Byron Ongley. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three. Scene represents deck on yacht. Orchestra on stage playing Give My Regards to Broadway. Piano after rise. Music on stage. At rise, moonlight. Vanderpool sitting right center. Miss Armstrong stands center, mixing cocktail. Tray on cabin roof left with ingredients. Owner ashore lantern. Seven bells. Vanderpool on chair right. You're awfully kind, old chap. It's great to have a pal like you. Miss Armstrong at cabin roof, dashing shaker. Think so? Yes, indeed. She turns drink into glass and offers it to him. He takes it, rises. Thank you. Where's yours? You know perfectly well that I don't drink. I hoped you would this time. I'm going to drink to home. Are you getting sentimental about your country? Sentimental? After all your teaching? I should think not. Only that tune. Give my regards to Broadway. Miss Armstrong looks away. Guess I'm homesick, old chap. She looks quickly at him. Platonically? I have a great big friendly feeling just now for the USA. And I'm going to drink to it with a good old American cocktail. Here's to New York, the best town in the best country in the world. Offering glass. Now, won't you? Miss Armstrong touches the glass with her lips. E pluribus unum. Front. Drinks. She looks and shakes her head. You mustn't get homesick too often. Cocktails aren't good for you. After dinner, too. Takes glass over and puts it down right center on cabin roof. They are good any time when you make them. Goes to her center. Somehow, old chap, everything you do seems all right to me. I never had a pal I like so before. Now, Van... Remember, none of that. You know I don't approve of anything sentimental. Turns away. You are always saying that we should be honest with each other. We should be honest. That is one of the delights of the platonic belief. Vanderpool goes to her. Well, there's something particular I want to be honest about with you, Janice. Miss Armstrong turns to him. Well, what is it? Beautiful evening, isn't it? Was that what you wanted to be honest about? No, I... Then what was it? Are you afraid to tell me? No, I... Well then, out with it. I'm in love, that's all. Van. Awful, isn't it? It is indeed. I'm disappointed in you, Van. Starts away left. Ah, please don't go. 
Crosses to her, she stops. You see, I need your advice. Perhaps you can help me to fight down this miserable, weak feeling. Miss Armstrong turns. My advice will be of very little use in a love affair. But you know the girl so well. You see, I want to find out if she cares for me. If I can ask her to... I don't want to hear any more. I've always known that the two worst things in the world for Platonism are cocktails and moonlight. Good night. Starts away left. Vanderpool holding her. Just one question, Janice. If you'll answer me honestly, I won't say another word about it. You promise? I promise. Miss Armstrong, right center, looks at him steadily. Well, go on. Do you think, honestly now, that Barbara Drew cares anything about me? Miss Armstrong turns in front quickly with sudden emotion which she cannot conceal. Why, I... Vanderpool takes her face in his hands suddenly and kisses her. You've answered my question, thanks. Miss Armstrong, horrified. Oh! I have thought you loved me for some time. Now I know it. I don't. I... Vanderpool turns. Yes, you do. Crosses back to her center. Let's be honest now. I don't care about any other girl but you. But your platonic nonsense isn't going to come between us any longer. After we are married and have had a good long honeymoon, you can begin your platonism again if you want to. How dared you kiss me? How dare you talk to me about marriage? You have behaved like a beast. You couldn't go on like that if you didn't love me. Love you indeed. I hate you. I hate you. You mean that? Yes, I mean that. All right, then. Goodbye. Bum melodramatic manner. He suddenly rips off coat and leaps to the rail up left center. Miss Armstrong runs up and holds him, screams. What are you doing? Don't jump! She holds him desperately. Vanderpool on rail up left center. Let me go. You don't care for me. Struggles to get away. Don't, Van, don't. Please, don't. Perhaps I do care. Ah. Leaves rail. She throws her arms around him and kisses him. Vanderpool gets down quickly and takes her in his arms. My darling. Mac and Bragdon enter quickly, left second. What the deuce is the matter? I nearly went overboard and Miss Armstrong saved my life. Miss Armstrong stands rigid a moment, then dashes off, left second. You're a nice chap. Why aren't you in the cabin for the meeting? Vanderpool, putting on his coat, left center. 
I had something much more important on hand. What did you decide upon? I've drawn up a petition asking Monty to sail for home. Everyone is to sign it. You must present it to Monty before us all. I don't want to present your old petition. I'd like to have the cruise last the rest of my life. Steward enters left second, switches on deck lights and exits left second. Foots go up one quarter white. And you're the only one. The rest of us want to get home. Get anywhere to stop Monty spending any more money on us. He certainly has entertained us up to the limit. He's entertained us to death, and we're all sick of it. Why, even the sailors are kicking. They are tired of being fed on birds and champagne, and they want some salt pork and beer. Bragdon, taking paper from pocket. You ought to see this statement, Van. It's awful. Less than a year since he was left his fortune, and it's half gone. Think of his blowing in half a million in ten months. And it's only by fool luck he has half of it left. If he hadn't broken the bank at Monte Carlo... I tried to congratulate him that night, but he wouldn't have it at all. What do you think he said? What? Take warning by me, Bragg, and never gamble. There's only one answer to all this, boys. What is it? He's dippy. And you'll all find it out some day. Anyhow, the first thing to do is to get him home. What do you suppose we've been anchored here five days for? Noise of launch. That's what I would like to know. The captain has tried to get away from this coast. Says it would be dangerous if we were to catch a blow. But Monty won't listen. And he hangs around the cable office in town all day long. He's got some scheme on hand, sure, that he won't tell us about. Well, if he has some secret reasons for staying here, what's the good of our petition? If we make it strong enough, he'll either have to tell us or agree to take us home. Bragdon going up and looking off left. Here's his launch. You get the petition van. Bring the people up here. And we'll have it over with. Comes down center. All right, just as you say. Only I don't feel like wasting time with petitions and rows just now. Rises, crosses, and exits. Left second. Bell. One, two, one. Stop, launch. Mac, going up. Why, it's not Monty. It's a stranger. Hang me if it isn't the Frenchman Monty was with in Monte Carlo. The chap he said was his agent? Yes. By Jove, he's the reason we've been sticking here. Now we'll try to find out what's up. Shh. Enter up left, Monsieur Barget. Comes down center. Ah, gentlemen's, will you pardon? But is it not that I may see Mr. Brewster at once? He's ashore at present. Ashore? Oh, that is too bad. I must tell him new important, very important. I order the boat who brings me here to return to the land. Perhaps I can call him back. Starts up stage. Mac goes after him and quickly stopping Barget 
No, don't do that. Mr. Brewster will be here soon now. Are you sure of this? There is no time to lose. If he doesn't come, we'll get you ashore. Ah, to you I am much obliged. That's all right. Bragdon, cross to Barger. You're the gentleman Mr. Brewster sent away on business. Ah, you know about him, eh? Why, you remember we met you in Monte Carlo. In Monte Carlo, we. Oui. When Mr. Brewster spoke to you about... About what? Yes, he spoke to you about... About the plan, you know. We oui, about the plan. But he tell me it was a secret. A secret? Oh, yes, of course. He doesn't want his guests to know about it. Barget looks perplexed. Mac, whispering in his ear. Oh, no. He wouldn't want them to know about it, would he? Well, he tell me it was secret business. That's it. Secret business. What's the good of a secret if everybody knows about it? I, or we, we ourselves, wouldn't have known about it if it wasn't that he... Indicating Bragdon. Is Mr. Brewster's private secretary. Yes, I'm his private secretary. And you know a man always tells his private secretary everything. Ah, then I can tell you everything. With great pride, Barget looks left and right. Boys do same. I have seen the mayor at Alberiz, and he has consent. Mac, after a glance at Bragdon, boys both laugh mirthlessly. Oh, the, the mayor has consented, has he? Barget to Mac. But should Mr. Brewster fail to arrive in Alberiz in two days, he's all off. It's all off? Barget to Bragdon. We. Oui. He's too late. City starts to light slowly. Too late for what? Don't you understand? No, I'm hanged if I do. The birthday of the saint come on the 16th de month, and to make a public holiday, the mayor must make announcement by the 10th, or it cannot be. Bragdon to Mac. Either he's crazy or Monty is. They are both crazy. Barget to Mac. Ha ha ha! The mayor, he tell me I am crazy too. Well, you can't blame him for that. But at last he say, if Mr. Brewster give to him by the tenth the two million francs, he will make the holiday, and the carnival can take place. Bragdon to Mac. Two million francs? That's about all he's got left. I'm going to straighten this out or die. Now you see here, sir. Mr. Brewster sent you to the mayor of Alberici, didn't he? That was after I tell him of the saint, you know. Uh, yes, I know. But why did you tell him of the saint? It was this way. Monsieur Brewster say to me he would like to give a grand celebration to surprise his friends. I tell him of a saint that is buried in Alberiz that do not have his birthday celebrate these one hundred years, the Saint Brustoro. He say, Brustoro? Ah, he is my ancestor. He told you the saint was his ancestor. 
Oui, monsieur. Then he say, I celebrate his birthday, and I pay for everything. Now the birthday is come the sixteenth this month, so Mr. Brewster, he sent me quick to Albaris to tell the mayor if he will make that day a public holiday, he will pay two million francs to give great carnival in honor of his ancestor. He must be damned fond of his ancestor. So you see, is important I inform Mr. Brewster at once, because after two days is too late. Then if Mr. Brewster doesn't get to Albarisi in two days, this carnival can't take place? No, it is quite impossible. We'll see that he gets there. Not. Noise of launch. In the meantime, can't we offer you some refreshments? Ah, monsieur, I have the long journey. I don't eat, I don't drink. Steward enters left. Oh, you don't, eh? That's too bad. Perhaps you'd like a smoke. Steward, take this gentleman below and see he has everything he wishes. Yes, sir. This way, please, sir. Going left, exit left second. Barget to Mac. Thank you very much. Following Steward, turning. You will please tell Mr. Brewster I am here the moment he come. Yes, we'll tell him. I thank you very much. Au revoir. Exits, left second. Mac, after a pause, looks at Bragdon, shakes his head. Can you beat it? Now, do you think he's dippy? Bragdon sits on deck top. I don't know what to think. How can we prevent him meeting the Frenchman? We might throw the Frenchman overboard. I can't think of any other way. Launch heard. Mac runs up, looks off left third. Here's Monty's launch now. Crosses back down left center. Captain, two sailors, cross right. Three to left third. Bell, one, two, one. Stop launch. Now listen, don't let Monty know we found this out. First, show him your statement. And if that doesn't bring him to his senses, we'll tell them all what he's trying to do and have everyone refuse to go with him. He'd probably go without us. Then we must find a way to stop him. Oh. I don't know yet. Shh. Monty, off stage. All right, boys. Thank you very much. Good night. Enter Monty, up left. Hello, boys. Has a stranger come on board? Who? Why, a Frenchman, with a face and a nose, etc. Bragdon, cross to Monty. Well, here's something very important. Shows statement. Nothing could be more important. He crosses up left center. Yes, it is. Here's your statement to August 1st. Monty comes back down. Sailor lowers, owners ashore light. Go on. The items are... Never mind the items. How much have I got left? That's what's worrying me. Just about half what your grandfather gave you. Great Caesar's funeral. Five hundred thousand, and here it is the 10th of August. Less than a year since you began your... Uh, business? Not much less. Only a month and a half. Don't forget that. 
It would have been a great deal worse than it is now if you hadn't had that wonderful look at Monte Carlo. Monty puts his hands on his forehead and winces. Of course. The $250,000 you won helps to... Boys, please, hold on. Do me a favor, will you? Never mention Monte Carlo to me again. But think what you won. I don't want to think. I'm a sick man. Makes me feel like a common gambler. Monty, don't you realize that it won't do to go on spending money this way? You bet I realize it. I've got to find some other way. Bragdon crosses up left center in disgust. If you keep this up, you will go broke in no time. You haven't very much left now. I haven't, eh? Haven't much left? I've got oceans, that's all. Just oceans of it. Enter left second, Barget. Come center to Monty. Ah! Ah! Mr. Brewster, I am so glad again to see you. Glad to see? Well. They embrace. Well, what luck? It is all right. Good for you. The mayor is consent. Hurrah! You must get to Albariz in two days, or it's too late. Two days. Sail at daylight. Make it in a day. Enter in order named from cabin left. Vanderpool, Mrs. Dan, Subby, Miss Drew, and Miss Armstrong and Peggy. Mac and Bragdon come down stage. They form a solemn procession. Vanderpool has large document. At first the mayor he do not believe. Monty, seeing people enter, to Barget. Shh! Barget crosses right. Monty to those coming on. Halt! Hello, what's this procession for? Monty, your guests have all decided they want this cruise to end. All right, we're going to end it. Vanderpool tears up petition. We're going to end it in a blaze of glory. What are you talking about? What do you mean? What do you mean? We'll never get home. Just a moment, please. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to present my dear friend, Monsieur Barget who has just come to us from the mayor of Alberis. Mac, aside. Brag, we're in for it now. I've got a great surprise in store for you. I have Italian blood in my veins. What? 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 Let me finish, please. Have you ever heard of St. Brustoro? St. who? St. Brustoro. Don't you see? Brewster, St. Brewster? Well, Bargy has discovered that St. Brustoro is my ancestor. Now, a great carnival is to be given at Alberice on the 16th, in honor of his birthday, and we are to be the guests of honor. Oh, no, I refer you to Monsieur Roger. Well, is this way, you see... Tut-tut, just yes or no. Are we, or are we not, to be the guests of honor? Barja, bowing and laughing. Ah, we. Yes, are we? Ah, we. That's what I said. We are. (laughs) We are. Then you see, (laughs) we are.
Now, wait until you hear what is to take place. Bargy tells me that the parade will be the most gorgeous pageant seen in years. All the streets will be paved with roses. They're going to have 160 carloads of spaghetti. Confetti. Confetti. Pardon. For Subby, there will be hundreds of beautiful dark-eyed dancing girls. I'm for that. Peggy goes left-center to rail. I thought you would be. For Mac, baseball game in the afternoon, prize fight at night. For Miss Armstrong. Ah, where is Miss Armstrong? Janice steps down. Ah, yes, for Miss Armstrong. They're going to have a nice, friendly, platonic bullflight. Mac and Bragdon are whispering in each of the guests' ears, and they are exiting very quietly left second. If I may explain... You can't explain. You don't speak English well enough. Now, shall we accept the mayor's very kind invitation, sub? Then that's settled. We sail at daylight. The Royal Opera Company at Milan will give a special performance, in Italian, of Uncle Tom's Cabin. If I may explain... Shut up! Now, shall we or shall we not, all? Turns, finds guests gone. Where have they all? Monty, your guests are going to hold a little meeting in the cabin. All right. What is it about? Well, this time it's a little surprise for you. Mac, to Barger. Won't you come below, sir? Certainly, with pleasure. I say, Barger. We? Oui? Monty, aside to him. Whatever you do, don't talk. Certainly. Eight bells. All are off except Peggy. Peggy! Yes? You are not going below just yet, are you? No, I was only going... Yes, I know, that's what you always do, ever since we've been on this cruise. You've managed it so we are never together. We are together now, aren't we? Starts to exit. Yes, I know. But you were going. Why, not going? Yes, you were. I just saw you move. Don't go for a moment, Peggy. I want to ask you a question. Won't you sit down? Yes, if you wish. Thank you. Places chair left center. She sits. What is it you want to ask me? I want to know if it's my squandering of money that has made it different with us. How made it different? I don't know. Before this money came, I used to think you cared. I... we... Peggy, I can't bear to have you avoid me. I know you think I've been acting like a fool and a crazy man. But you see, I've been up against a game that's... Well, that is, I've been trying to do something. You see, I have to... It's a terrible difficult thing to explain something that you can't explain, isn't it? Well, I promise you one thing. As soon as this carnival is over, there will be no more squandering of money. Sits on stool on her right. Do you mean that there will be nothing left to squander? Well, that's one reason. Peggy, tell me, why did you come on this cruise? Music on stage. Because you said you wouldn't go unless I came. And you wanted me to go? Yes. On this yacht? Peggy nods her head. You did, eh? Yes. Why? 
because I wanted you to get away from New York, from certain things. What things? Oh, I can't tell you. Let's talk of something else. All right. Like to talk about the weather for a few minutes? Beautiful night, isn't it? Everything peaceful and still. Just as soon as this carnival is over, we are going home. Do you know, Peggy, whenever I say home, I always think of your home and your mother's home. The happiest days of my life were spent there. Do you remember the attic? Yes. The cubbyhole, and how we used to read all of our optic together, and play keeping house. You were father, and I was mother. Remember how you used to make tea? And you drank. Yes, delicious, wasn't it? Made of hot water, milk, and sugar. Remember the day I smoked old Hendrick's pipe and you promised not to tell Mother? Gee, I was sick. But I'd be willing to be sick a thousand times, Peggy, if we could only go back to that little attic again and be kids for just a few hours. Rises, crosses up left center, then back and kneels on her left. Peggy, do you remember what we used to say we'd be when we grew up? We used to say a great many things. But the thing... Was there a the thing? Yes, we used to say that. Continues as if afraid to say it. When we grew up, we'd be married. And then we grew up, and now we see things differently. Yes, I know, but I shall never see the thing differently. Don't. I've tried not to tell you, but I can't help it, Peggy. I love you. I do. I do. He starts to take her in his arms. She rises and crosses right, speaking. You must not say that to me. You must not. Monty rises left center. Why, you know you mean everything in the world to me. What's on your mind, dear? Why won't you tell me? Is it something about New York? She starts. It is. Oh, tell me, Peggy, please. Please. I can't tell you. Why, you have a perfect right to interest yourself in stocks, theaters, operas, anything. Operas? Oh, Peggy, why, you can't mean. You think I... She nods. Oh, you're terribly mistaken. Why, I only produced that opera because... I can't tell you, but I will soon. I'll tell you, I'll tell everybody. Peggy crosses to him. I hope you can. I hope you will. You mean that you could care for me then? I don't know. Stop music. Barbara Drew enters left. Miss Gray? Oh, I beg your pardon. First officer enters from right third. Pardon me, Mr. Brewster. The captain wishes to get underway at once. It looks like a bad storm, sir. Shh. Two ladies. Pardon me. First officer points to chart room right first. First officer opens door. Monty exits. First officer follows. Barbara comes down to Peggy. Have you heard what's going on below? No. It's too awful. The men are going to mutiny. Mutiny? I mean, they will try to take the boat into their own hands. They think Mr. Brewster is insane. Impossible. They have found out from the Frenchman that he intends to pay all the expenses of this carnival. Mr. McLeod thinks it will cost all he has left of his fortune. 
Oh, I wish I had never come on this horrible cruise. These frightful extravagances will reflect on us all. When I think that only a few months ago, I might have been foolish enough to marry him. What a lucky escape. It shows that one can never be too careful. How did the men find out that Mr. Brewster wanted to marry you? Why, they haven't found out. Then why do they think he's insane? Do you mean? Peggy rises. I mean that Mr. Brewster is our host and has entertained us royally. If we criticize him behind his back, we do far worse than he. We insult him. I didn't know before how much he meant to you. Then I'm glad you found it out. He means a great deal to me. Miss Armstrong enters down second. Now we'll change the subject if you don't mind. Will one of you girls come down and play me a game of pinochle? Exit Miss Armstrong and Peggy, left second. First officer, off right third. All ready to get underway, sir. Very good. Heave short. Mac, off left center. Captain, can I have a word with you? Mac and Bragdon enter from left second down as the ladies exit up left second. They join Vanderpool and Captain, who have entered. Please don't interrupt me now. We're getting underway. We must speak to you. Captain comes down a step. No time now, sir. We're going to get a gale from the southwest. I can't be caught on a lee shore. Gives orders. It's important that you hear us now. We'll only detain you for a moment. Captain comes down. Well, sir? Captain, we want you to sail for New York. New York? When? At once. Can you do it? Certainly I can. Is that what Mr. Brewster wants? That's the trouble. We think he's mentally unbalanced. Captain looks. Why? From things which have happened. We have got to take the matter in our own hands. Mr. Brewster is my chief, sir. And we are his friends. He must be kept from going to Aberisi. It will ruin him if he gets there. If Mr. Brewster orders me to sail for Aberisi, I must do it. But I am his private secretary. If I give you orders from Mr. Brewster, can't you carry them out? I can unless he countermands them. He won't countermand them. We'll guarantee you that. Very well. You order me to sail for New York? I order you to sail for New York. Very good. Crosses up left. Exits left third. Now it's up to us to get Monty out of the way. He must be kept away from the captain. We'll speak to him. Beg him once more. If he refuses, we'll lock him up. Ah. Here he comes. Monty enters right second, crosses center left. Monty, we want to speak to you. I've got to see the captain a moment. We wish to talk with you first, please. Monty, center, looking at him. Why, certainly. Only we are getting underway, and I want to give the captain sailing orders. He has his orders, Monty. Who gave them? I did. He is ordered to sail for New York. That's a bit cheeky, don't you think, Bragg? I'll settle it quickly, though. Starts left. 
Mac, stopping him. Just a moment. Guests enter from up left second. Now see here. Do you fellas think you can improve on my plan to go to the carnival? Yes, old man. We think it will be an improvement to cut it out. Oh, do you, eh? Listen, Monsi, you've given us a wonderful trip. We are all grateful, but now we've had enough. But it'll only last a week, and we'll all enjoy it. No, Monty, we don't want to go. Mrs. Dan, I'm very sorry. But it's too late now. We've accepted the invitation. I ask you all to go as a favour. And we ask you, as a favour, to give it up. I can't, Bragg. We've got to go. You are not going to crowd your entertainment down our throats against our will, are you? Now see here. I don't call this playing fair. I'm doing the best I can under the circumstances. But I've got a particular reason for wanting to attend this carnival. I think you ought all to come with me. We've found out from your agent that you are arranging this carnival yourself. And that you are going to stand all the expense. It will ruin you, and we don't propose to let you do it. Now look here, Mac. This is my money and not yours, and my business and not yours. Now drop it, please. It is our business, Monty, to the extent that we refuse to go with you. Monty, looking about at them, at last singles out Peggy and keeps his eyes fixed upon her. Is that the way you all feel? Yes. 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 Monty continues to look at Peggy. We all want to go home, Monty. First thunder, very light. Very well. Home it shall be. Good. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you so much. The yacht will drop me at Alvarez and then take you to New York. I'm going to hold that carnival if I have to hold it all by myself. Now excuse me, please. They seize him, Monty struggling for a moment. Take your hands off me. Take your hands off me. Peggy starting forward. Oh, don't. Mrs. Dan detains her. She covers her eyes with her hands. Open that door. Break the bell wire. Get the key. What are you going to do? It's up to us now, Monty. The captain has orders to sail for New York. We are not going to let you countermand them if we can help it. It's for your own sake. Monty, struggling with all his might. Boys, you don't know what you're doing. Take your hands off me. Monty, please go. Please go for my sake. Monty stops struggling. All right. The boys release him. He looks at Peggy and quietly exits into chart room right second. The door is quickly closed and locked by Sailor. Loud crash, storm. Ladies all exit left second, screaming, except Peggy, who goes back of mast left. Serves him damned well, right? Jingle, whistles blow, sails. We'll never forget this, boys. Bell, thunder and lightning, wind blows, storm increases. First officer comes down from left. Captain enters left third with steward. Put out deck lights. Steward does so and exits right first. On deck there. Aye, aye, sir. Bring to the chains. Aye, aye, sir. Secure all boats for sea. Aye, aye, sir. Get ready the storm sail. 
You must go below. We are in for a gale. Cross stage to right and goes up to bridge. Go ahead, fellows. I'll guard the room. No use while this storm lasts. You'd be blown overboard. Sailor puts up red sidelight. Storm increases. They exit right. Steward enters right. Storm at its height. He locks cabin door. Peggy sees him. She rushes to him, speaks in pantomime. Steward tries to have her go below, then gives her bunch of keys and exits right. She rushes right to door, unlocks it. Monty comes to door in shirt sleeves, all in white. Storm subsides a little for dialogue. One sailor swings on stage from cabin entrance by rope left. Others enter and clear deck. Storm at its height. Crash. Peggy! Captain Perry! Captain Perry! No, Monty! Captain Bridge. Well, sir? We sail for Abris. No, no! For Abris, Captain, those are my orders. Abris it is, sir. Crash. No, Captain, please. No, no, no. I had to give that order. I understand what you've done. They were trying to save you, and I released you because I couldn't bear to see you made a prisoner. What will you think of me? Peggy, you don't understand. I understand what you've done. It was shameful of you. Shameful. Shameful. Jingle. Exits. Left second. You don't understand. Bells. Captain, in speaking tube on bridge. Bertram, Bertram. What's the break? Send him up. Descends ladder. Sailors run across deck. What's the matter? Pardon me, Mr. Brewster. We've got a break of some kind. Bertram goes aft, followed by sailors. Quartermaster comes back. Sailor, running from left first to bridge. The rudder is broken, sir. Captain to first officer who follows from left first to right third on run. How bad is it? Hmm, don't think we can make repairs outside of a dry dock. Bad as that? Take the bridge, Bertram. I'll see for myself. Exits, left third. Bertram, what's the trouble? We've lost our rudder, Mr. Brewster. We're helpless. Helpless? I've got to be in Aberys in two days. Mac and Bragdon enter left second. That's impossible, sir. Goes on bridge right. Monty follows him. But Bertram, I tell you, I've got to be there. Bert. Crash. Rudder broken, helpless, I've lost. I've lost. How did you get out? What's happened? Everything has happened. We're helpless. Now look here, you fellows. You were giving orders. Go on giving them. Sail for New York or hell or anywhere. I'm through. Voice. Off stage, right center. Sail ho! First officer on bridge. Where away? Ship comes on right. On starboard bow. Boys, look, a ship. We can get a tow. To quartermaster, who enters right third, followed by sailor. Oh, mister, what's the signal of distress? Fire a cannon, sir. Fire that cannon, Bragg. What else? Hoist the NC signal of distress and turn the searchlight on it. Get those signals. Sailor gets them from chart house. Monty to another sailor indicating rope at masthead right. Turn the searchlight on those signals. Sailor salutes and exits to bridge. Gun is fired. 
all scream. Sailor and Monty have tied signals. All enter when cannon is fired. Captain enters, rushing down from left third. Stop! What the devil is that for? There's a boat over there. We are signaling that ship. But that's a distress signal. Well, we're in distress, aren't we? I know damn well I am. We are perfectly safe, sir. I can rig a jury rudder and sail her in within a week. A week won't do. Man alive, don't hoist that signal. Why? If they come in answer to that, they can claim salvage. What's that? Salvage. Salvage. The entire value of this yacht. $500,000. What? You mean to say I'll have to pay $500,000? Yes, you'll have to pay. Monty pulls signals up vigorously. Don't hoist that signal, for God's sake. Rushes to Monty. Monty, face suddenly lighting up, pushes him back. Grabs club, hoisting signals rapidly. The signal is answered from Tramp Steamer. Now, now, Mr. Jones, come with me. Curtain. End of Act Three.